Welcome to another episode of Crypto Riot, the show that takes the magic and mystery out of cryptocurrencies and amateur investing. I'm your host, David Hay, and in today's episode, I wanted to weigh in on the Tether controversy. Now, a lot of the Tether news isn't new. In fact, people have been complaining that something isn't quite right at Tether for months, but I think it's been getting a lot more attention recently because once BitConnect crashed, a lot of people took off those rose-colored glasses and they started to look at this industry uh, with much more scrutiny. So I'm really sorry to anybody that lost money in BitConnect, and, but I really feel that overall our market is a lot stronger because of it. I think a lot more people are now realistic. They're asking for proof. They're asking for evidence. And you can't just get away with saying, oh, every time you give me a dollar, I'll give you a USDT and just trust me, I've got that money in the bank. So in today's episode, I'll give you a brief overview of exactly what Tether is, uh, what the controversy is surrounding it, but my real focus is going to be on talking about what might potentially happen in the future if it gets uh, subpoenaed and what happens if the US tries to enforce its law outside of its jurisdiction, um, what happens if there's only a little bit of money missing, or what would potentially happen if Tether completely collapsed tomorrow. The last piece of housekeeping I have to do is to give away a ticket to NAC3 as part of the scholarship program. Uh, Larry sent me a message on Facebook. He's a 20-year-old engineering student who lives in New York, really interested in crypto, but he says without, or he said that the price of the ticket just means that he can't go. So Larry, um, congratulations. Thank you for uh, you know adding this to the uh, scholarship page. Um, you've won a free ticket or you have a free ticket. Uh, we still have 39 more tickets to NAC3 to give away. Um, which will be in New York on the 24th. So that's only about three weeks away now. So for those of you that don't know what Tether is, is Tether is a digital form of the US dollar, or at least that's supposed what it's supposed to be. So if we go to the Tether website, it basically uh, gives the best selling points and it says it's a stable currency. But it's done a very good job of sticking very close. I think at the worst point, it was down to 92 cents and it might've peaked up to, I think, 107 uh, since, but it's done a very good job of staying right around a dollar. Um, now, it's supposed to be 100% back. Whatever money Tether gets is supposed to be just deposited into a bank account, and that way, if you have one Tether, you should have a lot of confidence that uh, it is backed by one US dollar in a bank account somewhere. And that is really where a lot of the controversy happens because Tether has fired their auditors. For months, there's been these back and forth arguments, and really, Tether has not done a good job of being transparent. And the thing here is, and you see right here, that's supposed to be one of the biggest selling points. Tether is so important and so unlike any other cryptocurrency because it's not supposed to fluctuate in price. Uh, people aren't supposed to be gambling with it. If you are holding Tether, the idea being is that you're trying to be shielded from volatility from the market. So there's this big problem now, if Tether isn't backed by $1, if there is money missing, um, what's going to happen next? I'd like to just talk about what I think might happen in the market if Tether does start to experience problems. Now, if we come down and look here, we'll see that Tether is uh, the 20th largest cryptocurrency with a market cap of around $2 billion. And if we look and see that the overall market cap is still 424 million, it means that Tether actually represents a very, very small portion of the market, around half a percent. So if Tether was to completely go under, just like BitConnect did, when I think BitConnect was around 1.5 billion, um, it causes a very big functional problem as far as like what are you going to use on Bittrex? What are you going to use on Bitfinex, on Binance? 
um, if you want to shield yourself from some of the volatility of the markets. Uh, but overall, it's not a large enough cryptocurrency, in my opinion, um, to really cause a substantial problem. Now, I think that there's a lot of likely scenarios that are going to happen. But I think that um, over the short term, they may be negative. But over the long term, I actually see them as being very positive. Okay, so some people have been speculating and saying Tether's main use has been to prop the market up. And I can't really understand that because if it's propping the market up, what is Tether having to gain? Why would they, I guess for me, it's a little hard to imagine that happening. Um, if that has happened and they've been using the money to prop the market up, that means that they would have lost a substantial amount of that market cap. So if they say they have $2.2 billion, it'd probably be safe to say that they have lost a lot of that uh, right now because they would have been trading at a much higher uh, rate for that crypto. So if they were trying to prop the market up and they were buying Bitcoin over at 17,000, for example, um, they've lost a lot of USDT in that process. The next possible answer is that one of the executives or one of the higher ups at Tether has just stolen some of the money. And I think, uh, or a small group of people have stolen the money. And I think that that actually makes the most sense to me. So I posted an article on Steemit about this, uh, but people are greedy. And I think that realistically, if I was to just speculate, and this is purely speculation, I think that more likely that some people, rather than trying to run this as a Ponzi scheme, um, probably some people have just gotten greedy and they've maybe taken out uh, a little too much money and now they can't account for it. So if that's the case and the regulators don't actually shut uh, it down, then I, I think Tether could run for a very long time because the problem with BitConnect, for example, is that they were giving these crazy interest rates. So they had to recruit new investors in order to pay off the old investors. Whereas because Tether is the USDT equivalent, it's very unlikely that, for example, 90% of people will cash out of it. I mean, they might if the news keeps getting worse and worse, but in day-to-day -day operations, it's not. And the reason that I'm so confident in this is that that's actually how our banking system works. Most of our banks actually create money out of thin air. So I'm, I'm not trying to say that this is a good thing. I'm just trying to explain that if our banks use a fractional reserve system where they don't have to have 100% of the money that they lend and they're able to operate with liquidity, um, as long as too much money hasn't been stolen uh, from Tether, as long as nobody's going to force it to close, uh, unlike BitConnect, which had like this imminent collapse, if there's just a little bit of money missing from Tether and they don't want to come clean with it, uh, they could probably make things work for a while. Fractional reserve banking. Whenever you deposit money, the bank is legally required to keep a certain percentage of it somewhere safe, but can lend everything else. Here's an example based on a 10% reserve requirement. John goes to his bank and deposits $1,000. John's bank keeps $100 and lends the remaining $900 to Mike. There is now $1,900 in the financial system, John's $1,000 deposit, and Mike's $900 loan. Next, Mike uses the $900 to buy a laptop from Karen. Then Karen deposits her $900 at another bank. The bank keeps 10% and lends the remaining $810 to George. There is now $2,710 in the system. John's $1,000 deposit, Karen's $900 deposit, and George's $810 loan. This goes on and on until John's initial $1,000 is turned into approximately $10,000. Believe it or not, commercial banks actually create more money than central banks. And the reason that I explain this is just how money is created in our real economy and how we use fractional reserves. 
Now, the disappointing part about Tether is it has such a simple business model. So I'm not trying to make excuses uh, for Tether not doing the right things. What I am trying to say is that it's too bad that people got greedy because there's so many easy ways. Out of all the cryptocurrencies, Tether has such a, a simple concept. You give them $1 and then they give you back one USDT. If they were to even invest this in like a very secure government bond that was yielding like half a percent, um, they should easily be able to have this transparency. They should be able to carve out this very nice business and have this very functional part. So if somebody has gotten too greedy or somebody's been um, stealing money, it's really disappointing. But I just want to go back here and talk about the market cap because it does suck if this is happening. Um, normally when there's smoke, there's fire. But Tether has a small portion of the overall cryptocurrency market cap. And if it does fail, we're going to need to immediately find another solution. And the nice thing is, is because Tether actually has such a great business model in that people want to give him real money, they just want it stored safely, they want a digital format of it, is that I believe that a lot of competitors, as soon as this space will be created, will pop up. And I think that the, uh, the, the new competitors to Tether will actually have to address all of the issues that Tether failed to address. So I think we'll see a much better system of checks and balances. Um, I think we'll see a much uh, more robust system and that will in turn create a much more solid uh, and transparent, script, transparent cryptocurrency market. So I think on the short term right now, it's not a good idea to hold any large amounts of Tether. Um, for example, when I'm trading between cryptocurrencies, when I'm on Binance, for example, um, I don't mind just right now putting money into USDT as I'm switching it between uh, trading pairs. I don't think I'd be that unlucky that it happens to go under the, the two seconds that I'm trading or the minute that I'm trading. But you know, if you are holding crypto because you want uh, protection from the volatility, it doesn't make a lot of sense then to hold a lot of Tether um, and think that, wow, this is a good way to secure against risk. Uh, once Tether is gone, if it was to go, I think, again, it's going to be immediately replaced with something much better and that'll just make everything a lot stronger. The same way now, I think that it's going to be a lot more difficult for people to pull off uh, Ponzi schemes in this crypto space, whereas two or three months ago, it seemed fairly easy. So guys, I'm hoping that the markets pick up really soon. It's, it's so difficult to know in the short term what they're doing. My original stance hasn't changed. If you've watched my channel, if you subscribe to my videos, um, you'll know that I've been doing this a long time. And again, if there was news and information, I thought that, wow, everything was going to crash. I would be the first uh, to, try to, to try to warn everybody, but that is not the case at all. I, it sucks what's happening with Tether, but again, it's a tiny speed bump. Um, I see this as being a very short-term problem and the only... Uh, thing that I'm doing right now, I guess, is a response is just to make sure that I'm not holding any large amounts of tether on the um, on the exchanges.